Welcome to the Excellence in Industry podcast hosted by Caprock Partners, where we discuss all things industrial real estate. Welcome back. We are uh, again joined by Will Strong and Mike Hanel of Cushman and Wakefield in Phoenix. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You know, it's uh, I keep saying this on the podcast being here, but it's uh, nice to enjoy the cooler weather here. Oh, yeah. It's cold. There's no in between. Yeah, it's cold for you guys. It's either a hundred or fifty. I was going to stay home today. It was so cold. Yeah, I'm surprised. It was almost a 50, 60 degree difference from you know a month ago. It's going to be. It'll be ninety Sunday. Right? No way. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. We like it hot in Phoenix. (laughs) Well, you know, I know it's only what are we at. Two in the afternoon, but H has to go to bed soon, so we wanted to get through this. <laughs> it's true. And the man wakes up at three I in the morning, texting me. Yeah, he's already had. He, he works out three times a day, so he's got to be exhausted. <laughs> I'm I'm up because I've had 19 cups of coffee. Yeah. So Will, when he drops the coffee in your mailbox in the morning, is it cold by the time you wake up? It is. It is. And I don't. But I don't tell him that because I don't want him to stop doing it. But you, Nicholas, I know it's not why we're here, but not only does Mike bring coffee for me. My wife, he knows her drink. He also brings coffee for our housekeeper, oh nanny. And now, because of our new baby, we have a night nurse. And she's there at night, and she's training another night nurse. So we have two night nurses. H is now going to be bringing coffee for them. He literally drops off five different drinks on my mailbox every morning. And, and my neighbors, for the longest time, thought we were doing Uber Eats. Starbucks. I'm, I'm the Uber Starbucks. But they guy. see they, they see the they see a seven that early in the morning. They're like, like what, who, what Uber driver is driving a seven series with you know the high you know with just dropping it's off a, Starbucks rental five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rental. Well, to guys guys today, I thought we would uh, talk a little uh, leasing in the Great. Phoenix market, and um, you know we've we've covered some of the COVID. Um, related topics and the velocity of leasing. Um, obviously, you know, I think there was a lot of uncertainty in the first, call it 45, 60 days of COVID, but the velocity of leasing activity in the Phoenix market has been unbelievable. Crazy. And it's not just deals getting done, it's the rates they're getting done, the quickness of the deals from the time they tore to the time that that lease is signed. Um, and these aren't small local companies that can make quick decisions. These are some large, large groups that we've seen and, and where they've had to, you know, get through some of, you know, the hoops of being part of a big, you know, national corporation. We've seen that. Yeah. Um, so one thing though, that we've seen from our perspective in this market is the rising cost of TIs and the tenant improvement allowance. Yeah. So. H, talk a little bit about what you've seen. Obviously, you've been in this market for a while, um, you know, going on your seventh year. Seven, yeah, 70th, 70th. <laughs> but what have you seen? Let's just call it over the last, you know, year, two yeah. years, and the rising cost of tenant improvements, the requirements and specifications that go along with that. Yeah, good question. Um, first of all, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, um, you know, we've never seen anything like it. The velocity, and it is across the board. It's from West Phoenix to Mesa. You know, it's a million feet in Goodyear to 400,000 feet by the airport in Mesa. Obviously, Sky Harbor, Tempe's been active, as you know, and and all the infill areas. But specific to costs, um, you know, it's rent, you know, rent continues to go up. 
and developers are underwriting. So we're making the right deal based on the TIs. You know, the good news with industrial, as you know, it's minimal TI compared to office. So most of these deals, you know, specific to the e-commerce or the bigger distribution deals, it's minimal TI. So your costs are obviously less. But what's, what's happening is specific to the newer buildings is the developer has a TI allowance and the tenant will will pay the overage. So the typically the you know the developers getting their pro forma rent and there'll be an additional TI because you know 10 bucks doesn't go as far as it did and yeah. if they have to amortize another 5 bucks based on the financials they'll do that and then we're also seeing tenants put in their own money which is great for the asset and great for the owner. So will you know from a capital markets perspective what is that spread in market rents versus the amortized rent of these TIs that, you know, an investor developer like Caprock uh, can really pass through and not, and really pass the sniff test, I guess, on an exit. So when we're going to sell the property, let's just say market's 50 cents and we've got a 62 cent rent because we had to amortize additional TIs, where does it, where do we start getting pushback? You know, great. You know, it's, it's 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 more in your favor these days, as you can imagine. Um, I think it has to do with how specialized the improvements are. Um, if we can make an argument that the improvements benefit the building long term and they'll be used again by future tenants, whether it's air conditioned space or maybe, um, you know, the dock packages. Right. I mean, things that are, you know, call it reusable. Um, we can really make an argument that, that those 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 are you know that those are, are um, you know beneficial to the building long term. So you know the break point is really when you're getting you know very specialized. Um, but I will tell you this: in this market, the scrutiny uh, is very light right now. We're not seeing a lot of people really want us to explain the um, the math. You know, it's just which is to be expected, right? Yeah. And I would say on the warehouse when, you know, 20 years ago, it was EVAP cooling. Now, because of some of the larger e-commerce users, Amazon, et cetera, they're, they're uh, air conditioning the warehouse, which is, a, you know, which is an obvious uh, cost. But a lot of tenants are putting that in themselves, which, as Will said, adds value to the asset. Are the tenants understanding that there is an increase in tenant improvements where the market was maybe 12, 18 months ago, and that some of that does have to get amortized in? Yes. Okay. Yes. I guess kind of staying on that theme, uh, you know, one thing when we entered the market, let's call it four years ago, you know, everybody told us, expect that your lease terms are going to be three to five years. And that's definitely shifted. And I'm sure you guys have seen that, um, you know, first, one of the first things I do when I'm looking at, you know, doing a lease is I'll call Will and say, hey, you know, here's the level of credit and here's, you know, they only want to do a five year. We're pushing for a seven. You know, how's this going to per- be perceived if there's a year of burn off and there's only four years left when we sell it? Um, but it definitely seems like we've shifted to seven, ten year yeah. leases in this market. You've seen that across the board in all submarkets kind of in Phoenix? That's a good question. I would say the bigger uh, distribution buildings are 7 to 10. I would say the smaller leases are 5, some 7. And then for the right deal, as you know, you know, a developer or an owner may do a three-year deal if it's minimal or no TIs. just depends on the deal. 
Um, you agree? I do agree. <laughs> and I just had a thought I was going to share. Uh, one thing, just a little, little bit, you know, uh, different, different, but on the same topic. Developers did not expect TIs to increase the way they have two or three years ago. And cap rates have kind of saved the day, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, on these developments, I think I think that's something that, you know, maybe would have been a challenge. And so it makes you a little bit, um, I don't want to say nervous, but when, you know, when, when cap rates are compressing so fast that it's making up for, you know, not mistakes, but maybe oversights. So I think on a go forward basis, you know, you want to really understand what the costs are today. And I know you guys are, you know, scientific about it, but that's just kind of a word to the wise is really understanding because if cap rates do not continue to uh, compress at such a rapid rate, it could lead to some, some challenges. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a great point. So we are developers at heart, and um, you know, developing, I think we have under our belt, 20 million square feet in the Southwest market that we're either under construction on or will be under construction on in the next, call it 12 months. Um, but one of the things that we've been very thoughtful of is specking out office, doing a little bit higher end finishes. So not just doing scrim, but going from scrim to R19 insulation. And now we're specking all R38 uh, moving Great. forward. Great. Um, Great. And just getting some of those things done ahead of time, primarily because the permitting process and the cities are so backlogged mm. with stuff that it allows a tenant to move in quicker um, if there's already office, if there's already insulation. Okay, let's drop in package units, evaps, you know, some dock packages, you know, whatever we need, but we can start storing right away. Right. Um, Interesting. I think the difficult part has been to your point. We do that, but then we still end up with a $12, $15 TI. On top. On top yeah. of it. And that's, that's difficult to your, to your point to underwrite. Question for you, Nicholas. Um, <clears throat> I like how we just flipped this on the... New building. <laughs> new, new building, 100,000 square foot <laughs> building. 2,500 square feet of spec, nice office, and all the bells and whistles within the warehouse from Shell. What is that on a per square foot basis? You know, it's different by markets, you know, Southern California to Vegas to, to Phoenix, but uh, we're still underwriting, you know, call it $120, $130 a square foot. And I think what everybody um, misses is that uh, you're going to have the soft costs, you're going to have the architect, you're going to have the permits. You're going to have, you know, all these elements that you're going to have to put in there. Um, and, you know, a lot of the industrial users want a little bit higher in finishes. Right. And they want more restrooms because if you're 100,000 square feet or more, what we're seeing is you don't want to be sharing restrooms with the guys working in the warehouse that are working in the office. And so there's two sets of restrooms and there's two different sets of finishes and you need larger break rooms because... You know, you don't want everybody fighting over the refrigerator. So we see in, call it 100,000 square feet and over, we'll accommodate a break room that will have two, three refrigerators and 10 microwaves. Right. So um, so that's the, there's the question because from the brokerage perspective, we want you to put that in. Right. Because it shows well and that's how we're going to make a deal. Right. But you say, I put it in and then I got to put in another 10 bucks. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah. And so, when you're underwriting those deals and... Again, every developer, every investor is different, but generally, you know, you're going to have that uh, baked into your loan. So if you are putting debt into it, 
you know, that underwriting, then that performance is going right over to your lender. And whether that's, you know, holdbacks or reserves that you're tapping into, you got to kind of fit within that box. And so as those TIs continue to rise, it's difficult. Like Southern California, you know, $1.53 a square foot TI, you're done. Yeah. So when on average wow. right now during COVID, I would say on average we've seen 15 to $16 square foot TIs that's not cold shell. We've got some spec office and buildings. It's it's a big number. It's a big number. Yeah. So uh, things to think about. Uh, what else are you guys seeing on the leasing side uh, as we go into 2021? You think this all continues I, to carry? I do. I think yeah. more of the same. In fact, I think it's going to be, I think we're going to see more activity. And we talked about it earlier, and I hate to dump on California, but I'm a Californian. <laughs> in heart go Dodgers yeah we we uh, actually talked about it on an earlier <laughs> podcast how uh, I won't say which broker but uh, it was a Cushman and Wakefield broker who sends me uh, pictures of a billboard that you guys have here that says don't California my Arizona right so uh, yeah but you know because of some of the issues yep. and obviously the real estate costs we continue to benefit from the from California so we 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 love to compete with California and, you know, because of some of the issues you guys have, we get that business. And it comes right down the 10 freeway and locates, you know, in southwest Phoenix or Sky Harbor, comes into Southeast Valley. So I think we'll continue to see that. And then, as we've said earlier, with the e-commerce boom, I don't see that slowing up. And that's industrial real estate. Last so question. I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, so instead of saying what inning, I just, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, conservatively, 36 months minimum of of more of the same and better over the next that period last question i have for you h is you know i would say last 18 to 24 months we've seen a lot of multi-market searches for kind of the big box users mm -hmm. and it's really focused on for the most part vegas phoenix inland empire right uh some have you know included reno right. or um Albuquerque, or, Albuquerque. No, <laughs> no, I don't think it was an Albuquerque. Maybe Salt Lake City is right. kind of branching in there. Right. Where do you think Phoenix starts um, competing Gosh, in that multi-market search? Do you think you start taking a little bit more market I, share? We're we're getting it now. Okay. I mean, I think we're one or two. Yeah. And and a lot of the deals that we've made literally in the last two to three years, you know, it's been us or Inland Empire. Yeah. We've, we've won based on costs and available labor and all this stuff that's happening here in Phoenix. Yeah, I think the latest one probably was five below. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, as always, a pleasure having you. Thanks so much. Good listening, to, yeah. good listening to H. <laughs> See, uh, now you know how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>